Welcome to Silver Shades Podcast, created by Ogden House Senior Center. My name is Erika Rodriguez, and I will be your host in this weekly podcast created especially for you. On this podcast, we will discuss topics of importance to seniors and the community in general. We will also share stories and connect with other seniors in the city. Silver Shades will be released every Thursday at 3 p.m. with a new episode and a new special guest joining the show. Thank you, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Silver Shades podcast. In today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have Cindy Bond. She is the Community Education Specialist with the Alzheimer's Society of Calgary. Thank you, Cindy, for being in the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me, Erica. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Cindy, uh, the most important questions, obviously, before we start with the whole podcast, um, topic that today is dementia. I want to mm -hmm. ask you to talk a little bit about Alzheimer's Society of Calgary. What is the Alzheimer's Society of Calgary? How do you guys work? Um, what services you provide to the community and how people can access those services? Okay. Um, well, um, the Alzheimer's Society of Calgary, first of all, has been in the city live and, and, and serving um, Calgarians for almost 40 years now. So we offer a lot of different services, one of which is one-to-one -one support for anyone who has concerns about dementia or um, um, has a diagnosis of dementia. So certainly you don't need a diagnosis to access services. Um, you can contact us through emails, through Zoom, uh, we just about any way you would like to. Um, certainly calls, we offer one-on-one -on -one support with social workers, we help navigate the system. Um, so how to access support, where to go to access support, all our social workers do that. Um, and then, of course, we have educational webinars, um, and that's part of my area now. We have live chats on Facebook. Uh, on our website, we have a number of free information or webinars. Uh, sessions are always going on, so if you check out our website, Alzheimer's Society Calgary, um, you'll see that there's lots going on. We offer professional training as well. So my colleague and I, we um, offer professional training to people who um, have contact with people living with dementia. So we, we're doing a lot. <laughs> All right. Now, where are you located? Like if people want to go there, they can just go, they have to call any particular number to make an appointment. Um, right now, we're, most of us are working from home, so you could certainly call. 
Um, and ask to speak with one of our social workers, myself or, or um, my colleague that does training. Um, you can come to the office, but definitely calling and making an appointment because of COVID, we're uh, a skeleton crew at the office right now. Yes. yes. And of course, we have a live chat feature as well on our uh, website. So you can just type in a question and a social worker will answer, do her best to answer your question right on our website. Great. Now, Cindy, we hear a lot of, um, you know, everywhere about the word dementia, especially mm -hmm. when we're trying to refer to seniors, you know, working in a senior uh, center, uh, mm -hmm. you hear this a lot. And some people might think, oh, you, you start forgetting things, you know, you have dementia or mm -hmm. it's just uh, a, a, a disease that affects older people in the city. So what is dementia? The technical definition is, uh, it's an umbrella term for a number of neurological conditions um, of which the major symptom is decline in brain function due to physical changes in the brain. Now that's the, the high-ended answer. Yes. Very technical. What is the easy answer? The easy answer is dementia is an umbrella term for a set of symptoms. So Alzheimer's, we hear Alzheimer's all the time, right? That's the most common um, form of dementia anywhere from 70 to 80%, depending on what statistics you look at, people will be diagnosed. If, it's, if they have a dementia, it, it more likely than not would be an Alzheimer's type of dementia. So another way of saying that, Erica, is that if you look at an umbrella term like cancer, for example, um, then we have different kinds of cancers, right? Yes. So, yes. So cancer is that dementia, that big umbrella, and Alzheimer's is a, a specific type of dementia. Does that so make sense? So the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's disease, how you will paraphrase that, how would you phrase that? What is the difference between the both of them, both terms? So dementia is that set of symptoms. Alzheimer's is the most common type of dementia. Another way that when I'm doing education, because I've gone into high schools and, and uh, various places, I say, think of potato chips. Okay. <laughs> potato chips is dementia, right? It's a broad term, and but there's all kinds of different kinds, right? You've got salt and vinegar, uh, dill pickle, plain and ripple. And so that's the Alzheimer's. Like there's Alzheimer's, there's frontal temporal dementia. There is um, Lewy body is another type of dementia. So there's many kinds of dementia, but they impact neurological uh, brain function. Does no. that make sense? 
Yes, so we okay. know dementia is like the umbrella, the, the symptoms, and Alzheimer's disease is some kind of type of dementia. So how many types of dementia are there? Oh my goodness. <laughs> depends, depends who you ask, but there are some very common ones that we hear of, like Alzheimer's is the most common. We also hear mi mixed, which could be a vascular type of dementia mixed with Alzheimer's. Um, so a vascular would be a post-stroke uh, reason for changes in the brain. Um, there's Lewy body as well. Um, so there's over 50 different types and there's, they're really getting good at diagnosing now. So they're learning more and more um, different kinds of dementias. Now, um, so when we think dementia, we always, you know, common people like me that we don't have a lot of uh, knowledge in that particular aspect. We mm -hmm. think, oh, if you start forgetting something, it's because you have dementia. Um, right. What are the symptoms or some of the signs to be aware of in order to say you may have dementia or some kind of dementia? Well, first of all, I'm so glad you said you may have dementia. So even as I'm saying these things out for the listeners, if you identify with some of these, and you're concerned, definitely talk to your doctor, but this is not a firm diagnosis of dementia. There's several reasons for these symptoms that I'm going to uh, rhyme off. Like for example, memory loss. That's the most common one, right? We always hear about memory loss. The difference with um, it being memory loss, that, let me back up there is normal age-related memory loss. Like, I don't know about you, Erica, but I'm over 50 and I forget things more so than I did when I was 20. However... I forget, I forget things all the time and I'm not 50 yet, but I forget things some of the time. And, and sometimes I, 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 can, I kind of get worried myself because I can't even remember what I did this morning or what I have for breakfast. And, and I say, oh my God, this is scary, you know? Or sometimes I'm right. going to the store. Well, that I think it happens to everybody. You go for one thing and you end up with 20 things and you forget yeah. the one thing that you were looking for. That happened to me. So I don't know if it's something related or not, but I always end up with different things that I wasn't looking for. So seriously, sometimes, you know, like, yeah, it is the, the busy life that we get and you get caught up in the routine or but I, I tend to forget things and people, you know, you ask them things and they say, oh, I don't remember. Um, yes. Is that some kind of sign to be well, aware of or not? It can be. It certainly can be. But there's other factors that contribute to memory loss. So we always say it has to be severe enough to impact day-to-day -day functioning. So, you know, if you forget or lose your keys, don't panic because, uh, you, you know, chances are good that you've been multitasking. Like I know you're a very busy lady, Erica. So, yeah, multitasking, um, stress, certainly can impact memory. So many things can, right? Those are just two very common ones. So again, it has to be severe enough to impact day-to-day -day functioning on a regular basis. 
to like, keep that in mind. Yeah, because for example, even yesterday, and, and probably people are gonna start scaring me and be scared and say, oh, this woman had dementia. But for example, yesterday was a very busy day, even when it was a weekend, but I, mm -hmm. I noticed it happens a lot. Like I go to the store and I try to remember where I parked. And I say, mm -hmm. oh, I park this way. But lately, I am having a hard time to focus and remembering things, right? So I got a yes. lot out of the, the store. And literally mm -hmm. took me like 25, 27 minutes to mm -hmm. go everywhere and look for my car. Right. Yeah. So I, I, at the moment, I start panicking and I say, this is can be happening. How I don't yes. remember what I park or even... You know, if it was in the right side and the left side close to the entrance, I, I don't know, right? <laughs> now, is that a, like a, a memory loss? Is that some kind of memory loss or is that some kind of um, sign of dementia? Because you mentioned, okay, so many things to be aware, not just the memory loss. Right, exactly. It's, it's more than just memory way more than just memory. So it's not going to happen that somebody with just memory loss would be diagnosed with dementia because there's so much more to it. So, and like he's, you know, I don't know about you, Erica, but you know, I, I have to be very mindful and present to go, okay, this is the entrance I've parked at. I've parked near, you know, this light post. If I don't do that, if I'm just doing and, and my mind is doing other things, yeah, I'm not really present. I'm not going to remember. So that's something to keep in mind as well. But there, like I said, there's, it's, there's memory, but there's also problems with language. So, um, you know, I say it, two types of language, comprehension and expression. So if you were to ask me a question and I go, I don't know, you know, there's something in what Erica said, I don't understand. Um, if that happens enough to impact day to day function, but also expressive. So finding the right word. Again, it happens to all of us as we get older, but we, you know, we carry on, we can continue with a conversation usually and um, it's not going to impact the whole conversation. Another symptom can be um, moments of confusion or disorientation. So let's take your example of going to the mall and coming out and not being able to find your car. Let's take it up a notch and say, okay, uh, Erica went to the store and didn't remember that she drove there and got on a bus and went home. So you can see where that moment of confusion, disorientation is tied in with the memory loss of how did I get here? Oh, I'm going to take the handy transit or I'm going to call an Uber and you're going to forget that you drove there. So again, it's kicking it up a notch is what I call it. It's going to impact that day to day functioning. And also problem solving. So difficulty remembering things that were just learned. So if you think of all the things that we've learned since COVID, I don't know, but you know, Zoom is one of them. There's so many um, things, right, that we learn. And it's the last thing learned is the first thing lost. 
if you think of that. So oh, it's the last yeah. Thing the last thing learned is the first thing lost. So as short-term memory tends to be impacted more so than long-term memory. So the I and thinking about that drilling that down a little bit, the fact that you recognize that you have issues, that sometimes you forget things, is a good sign. It's when you no longer remember that you forget. It's like, and your family is saying, oh my goodness, um, no, you're, you're repeating yourself. Um, you know, it's impacting day-to-day -day functioning. Sequencing tasks, you know, following that recipe that you've made for years and years and years and you don't even remember the ingredients anymore, let alone how to plan it out step by step. So, yeah, as you can see, it's much more than what we normally would think. An another um, thing can be disruption and problem solving. So difficulty remembering things that just was learned again um, and tied in with those moments of confusion or disorientation. So again, another example could be, you know, the accountant that looks at a calculator and doesn't remember what it's for or the truck driver who gets in his rig and turns the key and doesn't remember the next step. So it's much more than we would normally think. And again, these are just signs that something could be going on. You know, if you have all of these signs, I would say go to your doctor, but it's not necessarily going to be dementia. It could be so many other things. So that means that if we start forgetting little things, uh, I mean, doesn't mean we have to get scared right away and go to the doctor and say, I have dementia, please give me something for, you know, we, <laughs> we have to, uh, to take something like, uh, like you say, CB has to be something that impacts your daily life, right? Like, yes. You know, yes. Things that you usually do when all of a sudden you don't remember how to do it. Yeah. yeah. So going to, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, now that being said, like how easy is to maybe misdiagnose or let's say misunderstand, mm -hmm. like if I don't want to get too paranoid about it, then I forget things, but I say, no, this is not a mention. This is not affecting my daily life. Because one thing I will say, probably people are going to be hesitated and accept that this is affecting their daily lives and they probably think it's something else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, how serious this has to be before it's too late? Like, I don't know, we were talking and making a comparison like with cancer before, dementia. Mm -hmm. Is that something that it can cure? Is something that is just progressive or um, if it's too late to, to do something, how we can right. define that? Um, well, Alzheimer's, again, is the most common type, and we would call that a non-reversible type of dementia. So I, I say if you're concerned, go to your doctor, have that conversation. You should get blood work done, you know, check vitamin B12 levels that can impact cognition. 
um, thyroid, you know, there's, you know, even um, fatigue, lack of sleep, all those things are going to impact our cognition, right? So talk, don't be afraid, talk to your doctor. I think if you worry about something, it, it's definitely going to make your cognition worse. Right. If you, for example, Erica, you lose your keys and you have an appointment in half an hour and it's across town. You can't find your keys. You're going to panic. Right. That anxiety level increases when we worry and your chances of remembering where those keys are in that moment of anxiety decrease. Right. So again worry anxiety all those things can impact our cognition so talk to your doctor if you keep thinking oh my god uh, you know something's wrong with me um have that conversation because you're worried anyway right yeah exactly now is this like uh, a problem that affects only seniors or is some someone you know some ages more affected than others or is this something that anybody can get at any point in their lives? There is young onset dementia, and that is characterized by somebody being diagnosed under the age of 65. So age is the biggest risk factor for developing dementia. So, but we still have people under the age of 65 being diagnosed. So again if you have concerns go see your doctor or call us and we'll have you know walk you through that so you guys can help uh, uh, if anybody thinks oh i might have mm-hmm. or something you guys can help with the diagnosis as well or they have to go to their family doctor they have to go to their family doctor but they can certainly get support with us to say you know um let's let's sit down and this is how you can work with your doctor. What are your symptoms that you're experiencing? Can you give me examples? And then we can, you know, solidify that in an email and say, take this to your doctor. You know, what we talked about today is worth talking to your doctor about. Or, you know, Erica, I've, I've in the past, I have so many examples when it, where I've met with families and, um, you know, spouses and it wasn't dementia. They were grieving the loss of somebody close to them or there was a depression that was undiagnosed, untreated. Um, so there's a lot of reasons for all those symptoms I mentioned. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, how many people are living with with this uh, problem with dementia? In Calgary, it's estimated um, 17,000 people. Wow. Right? Um, And we know 80% of people diagnosed are still living in their own homes. So our mantra, if you will, is you can live well with dementia as well. So... Um, and there's, we know lots of people that are doing it, but yeah, 17,000 people. Now, okay, 17,000 people is a lot of people living with dementia. Um, mm-hmm. Is this curable? Is this something that they have to learn uh, how to live with this all their, the rest of their lives? Um, 
is this a medication that can treat it or is like a therapy you know what how mm -hmm. how does people get help um there's no cure for non-reversible type of dementia um however that being said there are medications that can help with the symptoms and there's lots of lifestyle factors that are believed can um, promote well-being and therefore potentially slow down the progression of dementia so you know um, treating depression diet and exercise is really important um, regular doctor's visits like at, make sure that you're managing uh, your sugars if you're diabetic um, cholesterol um, obesity you know trying to manage weight being at a healthy weight so all those lifestyle factors can help um, a lot of studies indicate to slow down that progression and you know keep learning and living your best life um, is so important there's so much Sorry, Cindy, I think that you say is very important, you know, you know keep living and sometimes when we tend, uh, you know, um, to have a problem, a disease, or we're dealing with certain mm -hmm. things in our lives, health-wise or any other kinds of problems, we tend to say this is the end, you know, this is it, this is for yes. us, nothing else, you know. Um, but like you say, it's very important, you have to keep living, you have to adjust yourself to your new reality. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's, 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 it's very important in these times that we're living, especially with all this COVID situation that we've had for the past year. Um, yes. You cannot learn, okay, life is too short. Life can surprise you with so many different things, good and bad ones. But we still yes. have to keep living, right? We, we still have to keep doing our best. And, mm -hmm. and that is very important. It is, you know, the mind-body connection is, is so real and, and so strong. That attitude is everything. I think we've, like you say, we've learned that in the last year and a bit, right? So uh, regardless of what life throws at you, um, it's living your best life. Like we're, you know, I always make not a dark humor joke, but I say none of us are getting out of this alive. We gotta, <laughs> we we gotta do this good. Like we have to do our best, right? And there's so many diseases and illnesses out there where, um, you know, having a diagnosis like you say can lead people to isolate, withdraw to stop living their best life. And I say that's the time to really put that foot forward and get out there and say to people you know i forget things so if i do help me out um or i can't drive anymore because i have a diagnosis of dementia so um you're gonna have to drive yeah <laughs> you know with we still need to go forward that's true yeah yeah now cindy what would you say to someone who is listening to this podcast and they're thinking, oh, this could be me, you know, this is happening right. to someone I know, or this is happening to someone that I know, how to address this? Mm -hmm. 
I would, again, I think if you, if this, um, you know, if you can relate to this or you have concerns for yourself or someone else, just give us a call and just say that. Say, you know, um, I have concerns about myself. Where do I start? And uh, we'll navigate, help you navigate that. Or even a neighbor, you know, I'm concerned about my neighbor because I've noticed some things, some changes. Um, what would you suggest I do? So, you know, we're definitely here. We don't necessarily have all the answers, Erica, but if we don't, we really pride ourselves on finding them for you. So um, I would say talk to your doctor. Definitely, hopefully you have that type of relationship with your family physician that you can voice your concerns. Um, but you can always call us as well. Absolutely. Anytime. That's important. That's great to have uh, organizations like you guys and, and that can offer that help to anybody, you know, that they might have a concern. Do you guys have any kind of like uh, experiences with someone that maybe they didn't know they have this and something happened when they reach out to you? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> Yes, it's happened. And I, I would say getting a diagnosis really helps you to plan for your future, right? To get your paperwork in order, wills and power of attorneys and all that. We should do, be doing that anyway. Um, but things can get pretty tough for families when paperwork isn't put in order. And we would say if, you know, there's a lot of people living um, in Calgary that don't have family in the city. So we're always concerned about safety, right? Um, so if somebody is living alone without those family supports or even close friends support, um, they're going to need support at some point. And safety is always something we, you know, try to, uh, assess for yes. the person and make sure that again they're living as safely as they can in their own homes as long as possible if that's what they choose right now you mentioned something very important and it comes to me you know we always talk about this too because it's, it's a reality in calgary and uh, not only in calgary but a lot of parts of canada there are a lot of seniors living in isolation and, and mm -hmm. you know in the city some of them we're able to reach we try the only organization that we work with seniors we try to help them and try to um you know work with that outreach department to get as many we can to help them so yes. how we can how we can address this this issue like for example if it's a person that live in isolation and obviously they have some issues but they also have some uh signs of dementia Mm -hmm. How these people can get help if they don't have any family members or um, they will end up in an institution at the end or how this, you know, how the future looks like. If someone can identify, okay, I have a neighbor that they might, you know, he might have a mm -hmm. problem, but he doesn't have any family members. So right. what is the future look like for people like that? Is there are organizations that, you know, like assisting living facilities or, or, they would have yes. to have a nurse or? Definitely. It, uh, there's lots of options. There's private 
care that can come into the home. There's, um, depending on the person's level of care needs, um, you know, they're semi-independent living, there's supportive living, there's long-term care, um, there's many, many wonderful places um, that the person can live their best life again. So as a neighbor, I think, you know, noticing that and certainly calling us and we can help navigate that. I, reminds me of a story just if we have time um, I had a gentleman back in Ontario and he had dementia um, was not diagnosed but through the neighbor and working with um, emergency services and whatnot we were able to support this gentleman but the one thing that we had a hard he kept he wanted to drive and he had lost his license um, the doctor had taken it away his dementia had gotten that bad and he the neighbor would call me and say okay i'm taking the battery out of the truck because he's insisting on driving it and he was a mechanic so he would fix his truck the guy would detach wires and he would uh, fix it and drive away and he certainly was not able to drive safely that was that was really important. He was caught a few times um, in the wrong lane going uh, into traffic. So, you know, the neighbor, the neighbor became that conduit for that support. And we had conversations about what the man wanted and where he wanted to live. And um, he ended up, you know, um, in a care home and he did so well. He wasn't isolated anymore. He was oh. socializing and um, he played guitar for people and he just really flourished in, in the new environment that he was in. So it's not always a bad, you know, a bad prospect um, mm -hmm. going forward. Isolation is the tough one, right? Yeah. None of us should be living in isolation. So I thank goodness for organizations like yours where people can connect and be social and learn and, you know, celebrate life. It's so important. Yeah. And I mean, it's sad when you talk about dementia and Alzheimer's, we see in movies about it, we've seen documentaries, you know, mm -hmm. we all have maybe uh, a story that we relate to. Uh, and it's sad, you know, when you think, oh, somebody's going to forget, you know, or like if it's happening to someone that you know, they're going to forget who we are, you know, like if a mother suffered of dementia or Alzheimer and they start forgetting things, you know, you, you're worried, of course, you're worried where they're going to end up and, and what is going to happen. And yes, yeah. definitely it's a, it's a tough disease, it's a, it's a tough mm -hmm. diagnosis to have, you know, to have yes. you or for anybody. But the important thing is, like you say, you know, life is going to give you some, it's going to throw you some good uh, and bad cool balls, I will say. Yes. And and we just have to take the best out of all the situations. And one of the greatest things is that organizations like Alzheimer's Society of Calgary, you know, can help with the, an early diagnosis, can help you with uh, support or counseling 
or you know any help you can get when you are mm -hmm. diagnosed with this or before and and people can continue living their lives like they say they can flourish they can keep doing their best and there are a lot mm -hmm. of people there that they might not have the disease and they still suffer or, or something else and their life quality is not the, the best but mm -hmm. attitude like you say is very important uh, reach out speak with someone right I, yes. I was reading in some of your information and I want you Cindy to do it. I want you to uh, give us some of your core messages that you have for people. Well, I think you, you mentioned a lot of them right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, I guess I would say, don't isolate regardless of what you're living with regardless, whether it's arthritis, dementia, or celiac disease, whatever it is, do not isolate. Get out there and connect with people. We, we know we need people. If you have concerns, we're here for you. Um, you know, and we don't assume it's always dementia. It could be so many other things yeah now is there for example in this case for uh, um alzheimer society of calgary like is there a fee uh, to access your mm. services or how that works no it's free we're a non-for-profit agency so we fundraise um and there's no fee wow that's amazing yeah yeah well it's very important the the, the work you guys are doing and and it's just so many questions, of course, that comes to my mind, and and it is hard to think in all of them right now. So I'm pretty sure we're gonna have you again, Cindy, again in this podcast, Cindy. If you, of course, I will to participate. But it's just very important to talk about these topics. Sometimes we even try to put it on the side and say, "Oh, this will never happen to me." You know, "Oh, this mm -hmm. will happen to me." I don't think it will be me. Oh, I'm okay, it's just a stress, you know, but you never know, you know, the reality is that there are problems that you can get, but if you have the important uh, support, like you say, from family or friends or neighbors, or even if you don't have that, but you have organizations that you can reach out to and, and call them and, you know, and get help mm -hmm. from them, that's what the first step we need to take. Yes. Yes, I would be honored to to come back and answer any questions this podcast might raise and um, I would just like to say as well if anybody is interested uh, Dementia Network Calgary has a wonderful website and um, they just last week hosted a gentleman who's been living well with dementia his name is Roger Marple oh, and okay. yes and he is absolutely amazing uh quite an inspiration he is living his best life and he he's very open to talk about how he does that you know his attitude and um he's just an inspiration he's he's wonderful and so he has on dementia network calgary's website he has short videos and he talks about how to be a good neighbor. Um, he talks a, a 
there's a lot of information there. I'm not going to try to summarize it because <laughs> I'll leave something out, but that's something worth checking out as well. Great. Cindy, any, anything else that you want to add? I mean, I wish we can have lots of hours to talk, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that we say we will be, uh, we'll be doing more podcasts about this uh, with you guys. Anything else that you want to add? Um, I would like to leave it on the note that live well, eat well, socialize, have joy in your life. Um, and yeah, enjoy, find joy in every day regardless of your situation. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Cindy, for that advice. I think we all can use some of that every day in our lives and remind us, you know, we have to keep living. We have to do our best. Yes. And, and life is short. We never know, right? So leave this day. It is short. <laughs> <laughs> when we're 20, we think we're going to live forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it, it's a good life. Cindy, if you can repeat for us um, your website and phone number where people can access your services or can reach out to you. Yes, so alzheimercalgary.ca is our website. But if you just type in Alzheimer's Society of Calgary, it'll come up for you. And our phone number is 403-290-0110. I'll repeat that again, 403-290-0110. Thank you very much, Cindy. It has been really great to have you in the podcast, Cindy Bond from um, Alzheimer's Society of Calgary, a lot of good information, a lot of good advice that you give us. And, and I hope everybody that can, um, you know, listen to this podcast can take some of that into consideration. And for sure, like I say, we will be talking again about other topics and more about dementia or Alzheimer. But it's great to know that organizations like yours are doing something to help people. So nobody should be um, left alone. Nobody should be living in isolation. Everybody can get help. So Cindy, thank you again yes. for your great work and for um, staying with us for this almost half an hour. I really appreciate your time and, and being in the podcast today. Thank you very much, Erica. It was my absolute pleasure. Take care. Thank you for listening to Silver Shades podcast. This podcast is available every Thursday at 3 p.m. with interesting topics and conversations for you. If you have any comments or want us to cover a particular topic, please refer to the contact form on the website silverchase.ca. You can find Silver Shades podcast on the website silverchase.ca, Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Google Podcast. Remember, your experience and voice are important and make of the world a better place. Until next week.